Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations with Friends. And this conversation we are having today is around connection and connection with obviously human beings and to our community and to the environment, but connection overall. And it came to me a while ago, a couple of few months ago, actually, when I was of course, thinking about other topics for these banters that we have, that I have with my friends. And it uh, came to be something important for, I thought, for us to talk about because we're in a space right now, obviously, with COVID where it is uh, difficult to do or we have completely had to rethink it. But I also have spoken about and taught about connection for many years in the work that I do. And so today I thought I would choose one of my really good friends, Ms. Jill Zimmerman, who I have known for a very, very long time. And we have had many banters uh, over the years uh, on many topics, but I felt Jill was a great person to talk with about this because of her wide background, um, not only being a therapist at one point, but because of the type of connections that Jill has with people in not only her community and and the work that she does currently, but uh, just in, with human beings in general over time and, uh, and because we've had some incredible conversations around it. So I thought Jill is the perfect person to do this with. So I am honored to have my very good friend, Jill with me. And so thanks for being here on this very early morning. It's really freaking cold over here. Thank you for being here. Thanks Marlo. It's great to be here. And um, <clears throat> you haven't shared this, but I will that I'm sitting in my closet in my bedroom so that I could find a, a quiet space so that I'm, I'm not interrupted uh, by my son who provides <laughs> a unique opportunity for me to connect every day. Yeah, to say the least. <laughs> to say the least, yeah. <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I really like, I was thinking about this as a, last night and I thought why did I think connection would be a, a, a good idea to talk about and so I was doing some more research around it thinking how do I make this conversation this banter together be meaningful and how do I convey what I was why it why it got stirred up in me and I uh, certainly COVID, of course, uh, really made that come to life uh, because as human beings, we are, we're social creatures. We are, it's a fundamental need for us to be connected. And COVID has made it really difficult for obvious reasons. But I also think that that for me, as I said, I've talked about connection with human beings for a long time because the work I have done and, and, and that is I have taught about 
building relationships with people, but more importantly, taught about how to communicate with people physically through our body, face, body language, our tone of voice, and most importantly, our intention. And I think for me, uh, what really resonated or what really started to come to the surface is why is connection so important and why is it so difficult for us as humans to have genuine connections? Why do we, uh, I'm going to get into, you know, this whole, the, where technology plays into it um, over time. And uh, I, I just want to explore that. Why is this important uh, to us as humans and why, why is it so difficult? So where do you, th where do your thoughts begin with that, Joe? That's a lot. I know it's a lot. <laughs> and, it's, and it's early in the morning for both of us. Well, for one of us. <laughs> well, yeah, this is true. I'm not usually talking at this intensive level this That's early. That's true. So. <laughs> uh, you know, I, it's, it's funny. I was, I, um, uh, I did a little bit of homework, even though you told me don't prepare for this. I thought, okay, I, I need to get, I need to put some kind of thinking right. around this, um, as brilliant or as, or as, or as it may be at, uh, 7.30 in the morning on a Sunday. But, you know, one of the things that, um, I, I think it, uh, I, it, what immediately came to mind as I was, you know, listening to you is a couple things. I think one, you know, we are, as you said, by nature, social beings, and we need that sense of connectedness to others. And then I think the other thing that um, uh, kind of came to mind is to just show who we really are so for people to experience and see and be part of um, all the unique aspects of ourselves and how much opportunity we do we really have to put that quote unquote authentic self forward. Mm -hmm. um, I think one of the important pieces of connection just between you and I just happened in the last two minutes of the you know beginning of the call, which is the laughter mm -hmm. that um, uh, that we share together and mm -hmm. how and you know even in our relationship how it sort of evolved um, <clears throat> over time. Mm -hmm. But, but to me, I guess I, you know, it's, it's such a fundamental thing for, um, in how I, uh, understand myself and how I understand the world around me is, is through that connection. And the other thing that occurred to me, and then I'll stop and give you some time to talk is, is just the, um, in the moment that we are connecting, you know, how much are we in our heads as we're connecting and how much are we present in the connection? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's, and I realized, you know, <clears throat> that sometimes I'm not really present in the connection as much as I need to be. And so then I may not even be benefiting um, mm -hmm. from it, from that experience. And do you think that, <clears throat> that um, we, if I take COVID out of this, like, let's just back up a good solid year and a half. And we think about connection before COVID, because we were all living this quote unquote normal life and everybody's hustling and bustling and doing their thing. And what's going to happen to us? Nothing, nothing can happen to us, you know, and 
And when I think about connection and the work that I, when I was teaching individuals how to communicate with someone else when they're sitting right in front of you. And to be even more specific, I was working with uh, service providers and how to have a conversation with their guest that was sitting right in front of them, how to have the conversation of understanding what their needs were and what they were going to, what did they want to accomplish during this experience that they were having. And the level of inability for these individuals to not only look the other person in the eye and, and their whole intention, their body language. And as you said, you know, we sometimes are not even present for the conversation. And, you know, nine times out of 10, my conversations with these individuals would always start with, you're in a service industry. Why is it exactly you chose to work with people, human beings, <laughs> every day of your life? Why did you choose this industry? What is your purpose behind it? And I look around and that's just, and I'm only speaking of the salon and spa industry. That doesn't even tap into all of these industries where you're working with people every single day and making these connections. And I, you know, I'm a constant observer of it because I still continue to teach it. So, and I look at it in myself. So aside from being present, not being present, which a lot of people are not, as you said, why is it so difficult for us to, why do you think to just sit and be focused with a person, whether it's on the phone, whether Mm -hmm. it's, you know, even if you're sending an email, which is a form of connection, and granted, it's it's not the highest on my list of optimum connections, though, if it's the only way you have for, you know, whatever reason, you know, do you think before you write, do you think before you send this text? Because, you know, I, I have to bring technology into it. Uh, because it's inevitable, uh, because it's so much of, of how we're connecting right now. But I, I still have, for this whole time, I continue to wonder, why is it so difficult for us to connect? What is it that we, I feel like there's something blocking people. You yeah. Know, I don't know what it is. Well, I wonder if it's, I mean, I think a... <clears throat> I think a piece of it, I definitely agree with you that technology has, instead of a, you know, uh, a tool, it sort of invaded our lives and created this false sense of who we are and are we really connecting or not connecting with people. And, but I also think that um, it's hard sometimes because we might have different expectations of what the connection is going to be, or, Mm. you know, we're going into that experience uh, thinking that we can manage it or control it or shift it. And then it turns out to be something different than what we, you know, than what we expect it to be. Mm-hmm. And I that's, also think, yeah, oh, good. go ahead. No, that's good. Keep going. I, I, the other thing I was thinking about is that, you know, can connections be, 
I don't know, bad is maybe the wrong term, but you know, they don't always um, feel good. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but is it still, you know, would we still consider it important, even if it doesn't feel good? And I think that's, you know, that's another piece that, that depending on what you're, you're bringing to the experience, um, sometimes I've had, you know, it can be, it, I can be connecting with somebody, but maybe not in a way that right. I really want to have that connection with somebody. Right. So I wrote down uh, a couple of definite, well, a quote, and then some definitions of what connection means. And of course, the first one I went to, uh, the first person I thought of about connection was Brene Brown, because, mm -hmm. you know, it's her field of her shame research and uh, really unlocking and helping people dive deeper and, and, and connection. So she has a quote, her definition of what connection is for her. And she writes, the energy that exists between people when they feel seen, heard, and valued, when they can give and receive without judgment, and when they can derive sus sustenance and strength from the relationship. And I've heard her say it a gazillion times <clears throat> because I follow her regularly. And, and I think you're, you hit on a really important piece if I, that you said that we go, sometimes we go into that connection with a different expectation or even perception mm -hmm. of what the connection is and so then all of a sudden you've set yourself up for failure or to be let down you know because you've got a different perception or that you you're trying to control it as you said and if I just look at which I fully agree with uh you know I'll take something totally simple as being at the grocery store and I'm making a connect going out of my way to make a connection with the cashier because a i want to i genuinely want to and i'm always a pretty damn happy person when i see them because i know what it feels like to be on their side selling retail uh and i i i'm doing it out of the kindness of my heart i want to i want to make them smile i want to make them feel good it's generally what i do you know, it's just, I'm always a go lucky, happy person with service providers. So then it doesn't matter to me what's going to come back at me. That's, I can't control it. Yet sometimes when you just get this total sourpuss, bitchy face and you're like, and for me, unfortunately, the first set of words that come into my head are, you know, curse words or like swearing or, and not angry, but just like, what the fuck? Like, I'm smiling at you for God's sake. You know, like, smile back at me. Smile back at me. I mean, this is not, this yeah. is not a difficult concept. Um, and that's a, a very basic connection. I don't even know the person. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, when you, when you try to make that connection, then with someone who you have a relationship with. Um, and as you said, you might go into it with this different expectation and then what you get back is 
not necessarily what you were hoping for or you know have had and i think one of the things that kind of hit me as i'm talking about why i thought connection would be important is because um one of Brene, part of Brene's uh, statements in here about her definition of connection, when they can give and receive without judgment, when they can feel seen, heard, and valued. And that piece right there, that whole without judgment thing, give and receive without judgment, I feel like we've lost that. Yeah, I wonder if we ever had it, but I, um, hmm. you know. I totally agree. We've lost it. And I, I, you know, I think the other thing that is, is, um, you know, how we, the communication I think is, is a, is a key part of this connecting, right? So mm -hmm. if we're, if we struggle to be understood or we say things in a way that isn't consistent with maybe, um, people's, you know, sort of societal norms or things like that, I think that also um, get, makes connection hard. Cause we, cause I was thinking about this, you know, we, we don't operate obviously in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so then all those, all those things kind of come into play that it almost, it doesn't, it doesn't reduce it down to the most simplistic piece of you just saying hi to someone and sharing a friendly face it may come back to whatever else that person has experienced that day <laughs> yeah whatever you know whatever did they um did they get a call did something happen prior to that all of those things um feel like they kind of bleed into experiences so that it isn't it isn't isolated in the moment that we want it to be mm -hmm. um and and I think that's so hard to do. I think that's really, really hard to do, especially as somebody, you know, like myself who has learned to not replay and overplay and get in my head all the time, you know? Right. Um, yeah. yeah, and for me, I, when I think of connection in myself, how I connect, I, I guess because I teach it and have taught it for so long, connection with other human beings for me is so important and and the authentic the authenticity of that connection from my energy is really important that because I know here would be an example so I I teach I have taught uh individuals how to become better public speakers, how to create a classroom, an interactive classroom environment, how to stand up and just give a presentation. So I've taught trainer skills for years and I love teaching it. And one of the thing, one of the exercises I go through, I, I spend the first half an hour in this two day class that I teach. Uh, I spend the first half an hour setting the environment, creating the space, breaking down, helping them understand how to break down their own apprehensions or fears about what's gonna happen in the next two days. Mm -hmm. But I do it in such a way they have no idea really what's going on. And then I get to this point uh, after that first hour and a half where we start talking about what has been <clears throat> your first impression, what has been your experience since you've come in 
since you walked in the door. And, and I will ask them, what, what was your first impression of me? And I said, and I always say, I'm not, this is not an ego boost. This is, I just need your perception. And, you know, they'll say, oh, you know, you, you were warm. Thank you for the hot towels you put on our hands and you made us feel comfortable. And, you know, and I loved your hair and this and that. And when we get into talking about these first impressions, I make it clear to them, you know, there was a point that I go out of my way to have to help people feel comfortable because I let them know, I already know you're scared of me before I even open my mouth. I don't have to say anything. And just because of my stature and my hair, because it's standing two inches above my head, for some reason, people automatically think I'm going to, you know, break into this warrior, whatever <laughs> ordeal, you know, or people will say, you know, in the past, and you know, my really dear friend, Dan, we built and opened uh, the Institute, the Institute downtown here in Chicago. And the students, he told me, uh, he's like, Marlo, uh, I just got to share with you. It's kind of, he said, it's really comical. Uh, what the students think of you and he's like and you'll remember it'll bring you back to this and another experience where it all started he's and i said well why would i said i know they're a distraction to me because they're in my way constantly and i'm trying to get from one floor to the other and i'm on a track of mine and he said they're always like she's really pretty but god she really looks like a bitch and tan would say no, 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 she's fantastic once you get to know her. But, um, you know, she was known as, people used to call her the ice queen. <laughs> I was like, Dan, <laughs> I don't know if you have to really share that with them, that that's what people thought of me because he's like, well, I said, but yet on the other hand, it's okay, maybe, because maybe they'll just stay away from me and stay out of my path, which might be a good thing. But my point in bringing all this up is that no, I am not the ice queen. And if I were to answer Brene Brown's rapid fire and her one question is what do, what's the one thing people mistake the most, get wrong about you? It would be, no, I'm not an ice queen uh, just because I might not have something that you can read on my face. Um, and no, my hair will not attack you either. Um, but that it's important for me to make a genuine physical connection uh, mm -hmm. through my body, through my voice, through even in my text messages. Uh, and I, I, I don't necessarily see that enough. It's almost as if people have lost their connection to their, not only themselves, but to how their emotions, how their energy um, resonates with another person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what kind of came to mind as you were talking about this was this concept of congruence. Mm -hmm. And, you know, is, um, is sort of what I put out there and uh, how I 
present myself in the world sort of congruent with who I am? Mm -hmm. Or am I, um, I presenting some, someone different and then I'm shocked when people don't see who I am? Or mm -hmm. am I wrecking, you know, am I able to do that? Am I able to, um, to put that forward? Or are there, you know, societal assumptions or things like that, that inhibit my ability um, to do that in all, you know, sort of in all circles or all places. And um, <clears throat> so I don't, you know, I think, and I think we, as humans, I don't know, uh, you know, that it, it seems to me that we're always trying to assess, we're always trying to judge, we're always trying to categorize people, mm -hmm. um, that that becomes sort of a protective function for us, so that we're not, we don't go into a situation where something, you know, is, uh, um, surprises us in some way that, you know, we kind of, we can, uh, we can put a little bit of armor up before mm -hmm. we go in, right? Mm -hmm. And how much army we put up and how much we don't, I think does, does um, <clears throat> uh, foster the connection or, or um, make the connection harder for us. You know, I, I, I strive for connectivity. Um, you know, maybe people who knew me would say, yeah, you're always trying to connect a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> But it, I think the other thing is that, you know, it does, it, it does become a mirror and a sort of an energy loop for me, mm -hmm. but it's not, I don't know that that's true for everyone, you know? I, and so I think that, that there's so many other factors that kind of get in the way of that experience. And I've, I was thinking about the, the sort of technology piece and like, okay, so <clears throat> in some ways, it creates this kind of false sense of self and barrier and all kinds of other things. But in other ways, it has created openings and connectivities. Is that even a word? Connectivity. It is now. It is. It, it is now. It's now in the jail. It is now in this one, in our session. It is. Oh my God. That's kind of crazy. Uh, <laughs> it does create this, um, you know, way to connect to people. And then to kind of in, in a, in um, sort of an interesting way that then you can kind of take to another level. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think of, of uh, friends of mine that I don't necessarily see, but I may have had um, conversations with through this whole COVID experience. Mm -hmm. And then you know, somebody I was just texting last night and I could, and I've known since high school and I could feel that sort of experience and connect <clears throat> connectivity with that person, even though I was just texting them. Right. Because I'm bringing that to the experience, the, the technology piece. Right. That, you know, right. And I, uh, yeah, I fully agree with you. And my thing with technology and for sure, it's been kind of put on its head a little bit because of COVID that we've had to now, even if you never did before, we've had to fully embrace it in different and new ways, completely new ways. And we've had to push boundaries from how an online class on Zoom is delivered and 
how do you make it yeah. interactive? And someone was, I was listening to a conversation where <clears throat> they were citing an example saying, a friend of theirs attended this great party, this online party, and they had the breakout rooms were very specific to your house per se. And she got put into the hot tub breakout room where everybody was literally had to be to and talking from their bathtubs and they were having really uh intimate truth or dare having an intimate truth or dare kind of contest so to speak or playing that game mm -hmm. so or to zoom calls where you know you've got all these kinds of all kinds of people on, I mean, 50, 100, whatever. And another example was this one particular singer would do these online concerts from his couch. And instead of him singing, he'd mute himself and he asked everybody else to sing the song and bringing that kind of connection together. So I fully get and understand that we have been able to change uh, the relationship we have with technology and change the level of connectivity from an emotional aspect. And I think because we haven't been able, we haven't been able to have it in the way that we have had forever because COVID forced us to be somewhat isolated from people or not somewhat, a lot isolated from people. Yeah. And because we're, you know, according to the, this is, I just wrote it down from the American Psychological Association, being socially connected is considered a fundamental need. And I started off with that you know, that we are social creatures. Uh, our connections enable us to battle diseases, thrive and survive. When we take part in meaningful, productive and social activities, we live longer, we have a sense of purpose, we maintain a better mood. And it's been certainly difficult to say the least in COVID to keep all of those emotional states at a somewhat quote unquote normal level. Um, and I'm, I don't know. And then on the other hand, if I go in the opposite direction, who are we without connection? What happens to us when we don't have connection? Yeah, I, I think, um, I think one thing I was thinking of when you were talking about, um, technology before we kind of move to who we are mm -hmm. without it is um you know who's the driver here like mm -hmm. are we you know are we letting technology drive us and i think or are we embracing it and using it for us to um fuel technology i mean sorry fuel uh connectivity and growing deeper relationships with people, you know, because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. it can serve in that way. Right. But it, it has, it's, it has sort of a, it can flip so quickly. 
right? Mm-hmm. It can mm-hmm. in in a way that can almost destroy a relationship or um, it, it, so fast. So you know that's kind of just it's 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 almost like the um, you know I'm trying to think of how to explain it, but it's it's got it's um it's something that if you don't manage it can get uncon and it can um kind of control you mm-hmm. in a way that i i almost feel like we don't even realize that it's controlling us mm-hmm. um and then i then i think like what are we without connection um you know one of the the things that i think has been uh, most powerful in times that you know you and i've shared together or times that i've really felt so connected with people is where um there's the connect there's the connectivity to to nature and to the earth and the Mm -hmm. connectivity to the person Mm -hmm. and you know having that full experience is um uh so empower you know it's just really empowering Mm -hmm. and uh, and grounding Mm -hmm. um and you can you can sort of feel that uh in you know for lack of i don't know this may sound very granola-esque in a way but you know this this sort of life energy that's moving through you and you know with the other person that's just um really powerful i agree and we are and i actually will go back to technology in a minute but to stay on your train of thought right now we are all connected that is just there's some for anyone who just doesn't want to buy into it or believe it we are connected we are connected on a molecular level we are connected on a um collective consciousness level it's just that's just the way we are we are um and on a molecular level if you're standing in front of me, I'm breathing in your molecules, you're breathing in mine. Hence the face mask makes us connected. It's just the law. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just a, I mean, it's science. I don't know how to get it any clearer. It just is. So that fact that when you have someone next to you, when you're going on a walk, that connection turns on so many positive receptors and chemicals within us from endorphins to serotonin to oxycotin to uh, overall just genuinely all the all the chemicals that just make us feel good when we have that connection and even if you can't go or don't feel comfortable if I speak specifically about COVID, going on a walk with someone, there are other ways to create, uh, I'm using, because I have this article sitting in front of me, um, from Dr. Henry Emmons, uh, called High Quality Connections. And he talks about, there's ways to create positive and vital encounters in your daily life. And they can happen just with yourself, but they can happen more importantly, even with someone who you don't know, a stranger. So 
looking for the good in others, which is for most of us a very, well, maybe not most of us in general, it's a difficult thing to do to always look for the good in the other person, especially if A, you don't know who they are or B, you sense something is not right with them. Um, having, even if you're going to use technology, even to call somebody, we don't pick up the phone and call many people anymore. We always just resort to texting and or emailing or Facebook Messenger or something like that. The connection of just talking with each other and hearing the emotion can completely turn on the same uplifting chemicals in your body uh, as standing next to them personally. Uh, and so when I think again about technology, using it with intention, as you said, because you said, you know, it can become something that gets out of control that takes over us, which I fully have seen that happen over time since the iPhone was first introduced and it's morphed into other devices. Technology has very much uh, consumed people allow and people have allowed it to consume them. And that probably is the bigger thing. And then and I know I'm jumping around, but to say who we are without connection when you aren't connecting in that genuine way, then, you know, we've already seen the levels of depression, suicide, loneliness, mm -hmm. skyrocketing over the years. In particular, of course, this last year, because and especially in younger kids, because of the lack of connection, not being able to go to school and see their friends. Um, yeah, I think the other thing about connection is that um, it's based on the understanding that you've had some positive attachment as mm -hmm. a child, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, that you understand what it means to, to kind of um, sort of concept of attachment theory in psychology. And, and uh, not all of us have had that. Mm -hmm. And um, so then that, you know, that becomes an element as well when you, when you bring that, you know, sort of bring that forward and which circles back to kind of the beginning of the conversation of like, um, you know, you're right that, that we've, we've shifted and we've moved and um, we've used technology maybe as a, as a shield in some respects. Mm -hmm. um, to connecting with people and in, um, but I, um, I also think there's a piece in, 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 and I, I'm probably, you know, I'm always the glass half full person, but <laughs> in, in creating, you know, a world where we can create healing, mm -hmm. um, and, and, uh, and, and a, a way that we can um, sort of support that idea that 
not only, I guess, support it, but foster the idea that we all are connected to each other. Because I, I think it, you know, we say that and it sounds good and it's sort of, um, you know, but I, I don't know how much I, you know, kind of carry that forward in every minute of my conversation with somebody and really believe that or do I think okay well that works when it's convenient for me Mm -hmm. and when it's not convenient for me it's like oh I'm separate from that person or I'm separate from this experience right right Right. Um, so and most people don't you know I could think of a situation where um just what you just said definitely probably was not happening uh at the pottery studio that I work and throw at uh, a night earlier in this past week a couple of individuals came in and started accosting the shop owner uh, and kind of and causing a ruckus and wanting to push themselves around and the owner's trying to you know get them out of there and he's a tough individual and he's not going to stand down and and a then they're trying to, uh, he's trying to get them out of the shop. They start grabbing things to make it more difficult. There's an exchange continues going back and forth. They finally get out of there and the you know, police came, whatever. And I'm sure in that moment, of course, well, first of all, I know the individual as a shop owner connection and that the fact that we're all connected regardless of what you think, I definitely know that would never, million years enter his way of thinking and in that moment for sure not you know and when you think of um and do I think of it every moment I'm walking by and and every person I walk by know it probably is not present and in front of my head for sure Mm -hmm. what I know I'm thinking about is what is the energy I'm giving off Um, You mentioned earlier the barriers we put up, our protective barriers, and based on what you've experienced from your childhood and and what are the barriers or or the armor, as I call it, that you put on to protect yourself. And I know for myself, I've had a lot of armor on most of my life because of what I experienced as a child and even as an adult. And that armor got a lot thicker for sure as I kept moving through my adulthood. And it wasn't until the last few years where I was finally able to just take it off because I didn't need it anymore for now, or certainly not to that level. Uh, Like I was going into Viking battle day after day, pretty much what I felt. And but through it all, even with the armor on, it still was really important for me to shift my energy and how I dealt with others. Even the students at the school who were constantly distracting me, I made a conscious effort to even just to say hello and how are you? And even if it, we didn't have a conversation, I still connect made sure I connected with them in an intentional way just wishing them well Mm -hmm. even though that conversation was literally two seconds Um, because I know that what I put out is what I attract back to myself 
that is the law of attraction and not everybody knows that or gets it or even gives a shit about it. It's important to me though. And I think that really without thinking about it, but it just kind of came to me, that might be one of the reasons why I felt this conversation around connection is important is because what we, what we're putting out there is what we're bringing back to ourselves. So you get these people who are irritated or pissed, or, you know, I can think of family members. I can think of friends who piss and moan about why does this happen to me? Or, or I hear things, you know, they describe what's going on and they get frustrated and they don't understand and, uh, or they don't necessarily even care, but yet they're, they're, upset because of, of the things that keep happening one after the other or the kind of people that are attracted into their life or that come into their life or the situations and they, and they don't think about it really. Um, and I don't expect to change the world with this conversation. I don't even know who listens to these conversations that I put <laughs> out there for Pete's But sake. you can be sure that I listen to this I know. <laughs> for sure. I don't even know if you've listened to any of the other ones. <laughs> That's beside the point. That's beside the point. Um, but do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I kind of, I wish people would we're more aware of what they're putting out there because it is what constantly comes back to them. Yeah. And if they just stop and think about it, maybe. Yeah. But I, you know, if I think about just the moment in time that we're in and, and sort of this, you know, uh, deeper awareness, maybe by uh, those of us who are privileged or, you know, or white and understanding how, uh, the level of racism that exists in, mm -hmm. in, you know, in our world and what that means and how that, how that can, um, you know, how that could create more connectivity and more positive connectivity, but how it prevents connectivity and, um, you know, what we can, can each do to, you know, to move that forward. And I, you know, I'm such a person that feels everything that I've, um, you know, that I, I, I almost, I have to put sort of a, a, a kind of, um, it's not, I don't know if it's armor, but it is, it is a way of, of just protecting myself because otherwise I will just, I'll get everything will, you know, will sort right. of feed through me and um this i i don't know i feel sort of at a loss for words right now so well, yeah i mean I, 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 yeah go ahead well you're right i mean me sitting here saying this as a white person as a privileged person to say you know, shift your energy, what you put out there is what's going to come back to you. Well, that's lovely for me to say, but that, you know, put myself in the place of any, uh, you know, of a person of color, underprivileged, uh, or maybe not underprivileged, but that connection that has 
been established or that connection that was put, I don't know how to put it in the right words, but the connection that's coming at them, at people of color and uh, has not been good in many cases over the course of time, history, you know, forever. Um, and though, and yet I know we have an opportunity to change, which you stated as well. We have an opportunity to change what that connection is for the better from those of us who are not people of color and connection yeah. is a way that can start it and yeah. the type of connection that we make and to not make assumptions when we look at any other human being but in particular when we look at a person of color to to change the banter going on in our head to change the perception that's going on in our head and it can be incredibly difficult right when you when you and i think that's true for anybody who's different than right. you know or you yeah. perceive different or who's um you know we have um i think you know for my for myself um and just to to this idea of like does it i don't know just constantly questioning my own assumptions or or judgments or perceptions and because i think some are conscious and some are unconscious for us mm -hmm. all mm -hmm. and i think you know um that it's 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 not easy mm -hmm. it, but if we're if at the end of the day we're seeking for you know true connectivity mm -hmm. um with people then it's then it's necessary that we just don't do it in this moment in time that we continue to do it and that um you know that's that's what i think is is hardest to do yeah i think uh maintaining it regularly i think the once a year connection for me personally doesn't cut it Mm -hmm. especially if i've had a connection with an individual for years yeah and all of a sudden it's now once once a year i'm fully aware people's lives change and for whatever reason many individuals who have been in my life for years and know that my life has changed over the last three years that i'm not in a full-time job that i am started my own business and killing myself every day trying to figure it out for whatever reason, a lot of people seem to think, or at least this is my perception, that I'm just walking around with my thumb up my nose doing nothing. Like I'm just enjoying life or some, you know, like I, you know, I have nothing to do, which, you know, I only say that, which A, is not true at all. Um, even my elderly neighbor, uh, who's 83 at one point had said, you're the busiest unemployed person I know. I'm like, well, I'm just trying to not be unemployed and figure out how to get some employment, okay? But uh, my point being that people who I've been connected with for a really long time, all of a sudden it's like, well, no, you know, yeah, the days just fly by, uh, you know, we'll connect sometime. 
or they get lost in their own world. And I understand that. And I feel like there's this assumption that it's okay to just not be connected. That once a year connection is enough or just a, you know, two sentence text message will suffice. And I mean, that goes into a whole different kind of conversation for different chat, but you know, connection to me is, as you said, it happens over time. It happens regularly and you have to make an effort to have connection in order to, for me, to receive the kind of connection you want back. Mm -hmm. um, and, and maybe I, and I also have tried, I work on it every day to let go of my expectations of what will come back to me uh, because that would be, as you said much earlier, the whole controlling factor. So I really have learned to just let go of that and it'll, it will, whatever's going to happen will happen. I've put my best foot into it, my best effort. Um, I also think connection for me comes back to our own authenticity, our own has to be connected to my own principles and what I believe uh, and what I guide my daily actions by. You know, I, I don't want superficial connection. Connection to me in order to make, to help me get through a difficult time or a, non, a, a great time, it still has to be authentic. It still, for me, has to be genuine. I want to, I want, for me personally, I make connection because I want to make the other person feel good because it makes me feel good, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I know not everybody feels that way or operates the same way. And I guess that's my wish is that I want people to do that. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, it can be simple, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be complex. Um, and sometimes simple connections, uh, can be really powerful because you may not have even realized that you had uh that you were able to connect to somebody um that maybe you didn't even you know that you didn't know maybe there's an exchange i had an exchange uh in a grocery store about ice cream <laughs> with two different people that happened to you know come up to me and you know, it was a really fun connection. It was very, very fun. And, and really about the story, it was sort of a silly, you know, sort of silly thing, but I, I think it may point to them. It may point to, you know, I'll talk to anybody or it could point to just like, this is um, a moment in time where people uh, are, are thriving for that kind of, and desiring that kind of connectivity and yet on the other hand probably are not thriving that kind of activity right, right. um but it it i um i think this you know there's so many things that play into to connectivity from um you know your expectations to to power dynamics to being able to be authentic to um you know uh, 
what you may bring in or expect in the conversation that it's such an it's such an interesting topic from that standpoint because you know in the last hour we've gone a lot of different places and mm -hmm. it's sort of the nature of the conversations that you and I have mm -hmm. uh, which is what you know I, I, I really enjoy that they they do bounce around mm -hmm. um, but they feel you know they feel authentic and they feel real and um, I think bringing it home to what you just said, it does awaken a part of myself that, you know, through, through that experience. And I, I think that's probably one of the most meaningful pieces about connectivity mm -hmm. um, because we are, we're, you know, we say this all the time, but I, I don't know that we ever think about the fact that we, we are, you know, social creatures, like mm -hmm. you said, and whether we need a little bit of that or a lot, we still are by nature social creatures. Yeah, and one of the things that got came into my mind as you were talking was people have to want to be connected. There has to be a desire. And if you are operating and living from a place of fear or any or anxiety or worry, which whether it's COVID that's instilled it or perhaps something else, that also affects your ability to connect um, because those things are barriers and you, you, have, you have to have a desire to want to walk through that uh, or address it even in a small way, whatever is blocking you in order to have that connection. Because if you want connection and you're living from a place of fear or worry or anxiety or something has traumatized you from the past that makes connections uh, uncertain for you. But yet, on the other hand, you want to feel connected, you don't want to feel whatever feelings you're feeling, you have to be you have to tap into that desire to want to move through it and want to be connected to another human being. Uh, and that in itself is work that people will choose to do or not choose to do, or um, if they find that, because sometimes I, and this is just the way relationships go, friendships and things like that, uh, people have, will, what's the word I'm looking for, you know, think that, um, well, that relationship is just too much, even if it's positive or that that individual is um, too much for me. They're too too positive, or they're too uh, questioning, or uh, you know, could be any number of things. Uh, and so that's where where they just don't feel like it. I don't feel like answering that text. I don't have to answer that text. I'm not required to, or I don't have to respond to that person even though it warrants it, warrants a response. Um, there's that whole mentality also. And yeah, yeah we could talk for days about it because we just go into a whole different levels of what it means to be in a relationship with a person, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a work relationship or a personal partner relationship. That's a whole different ball of wax. But I think I think if, 
you know, and I don't know what the end result of us have it, you know, again, the way I started the conversation, I don't totally know why I thought connection was a topic to bring to this project that I do other than to, I guess, talk about it, create some awareness around it. And I, I do think my hope is that people have and start thinking about having more meaningful connections because COVID will pass and we will get back to a new normal, not the old normal, but there, there will be new normal for sure. We have patterns that we follow. We are habitual people humans as, as we go. Um, and I think my hope is that people start looking at having more meaningful connections and really look at themselves a little bit more, which for sure uh, COVID has forced people, well, it's forced everything to sit on the table, whether or not someone has chosen to look at it uh, is their choice to look at the things that have come to the surface because it, COVID has made everybody incredibly, uh, certainly up front, we've, we've become more used to it right now, but it put a lot of shit on the table for people of things that they had to look at and whether they chose to look at it or not, well, that's their choice. It forced people to realize that they need to be connected to others. Uh, and so I guess my hope is that we can, as we move forward, really start looking at creating more meaningful connections in all ways with our community, with ourselves, with the people in our lives, with the environment and to make this world a better place to, to because meaningful connections to me lead to more kindness, more love, more laughter, more fun, more authenticity, more support of others, uh, more encouragement, and on and on. So more high quality connections. Yeah, I, I really like that. And I think there's a, you know, there's a, a piece earlier to what you were saying about um, uh, making sure people have the tools, right, to, to do that or the, um, the skills to do that and that we create a, a space for that. Um, and, you know, it's, we're, we're probably in a moment in time in our history that, that is remarkable in, in, you know, in so many ways and how we, um, how we use that experience and how we uh, um, take this experience to make, you know, things better will be interesting to see mm -hmm. because we're, you know, I've, uh, we're just in the change <laughs> and, yeah. you know, I've, I, um, particularly for, for, for me, for the last year, I feel like I've, I've, I've lived in the gray you know, and I've, I've tried to accept being in the gray and, and make sense of, of this. And, um, and, you know, I, how much can we, can we see and embrace and not judge? And then, 
that that leads to more meaningful connection because it's 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 so interesting to me i think as much as we want to be connected we want to believe we also believe that we're separate yeah and it's just it's it's not true <laughs> right know? um uh and so i don't know marlo i think it's a, a even even if at the end of it it was a really wonderful you know time that you and i had together it was so that matters special. that's <laughs> that, all that matters i don't think that's probably true but no, it not. is you know it uh um yeah it it's i think you're right i think um, continuing to strive for meaningful connections in whatever that in, in in whatever way that is for each of us individually and then you know collectively building on that 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 energy um, will be will help us grow and change and move forward in ways that you know we haven't even imagined yet uh, and that's what's kind of, you know, exciting and things that will certainly happen far beyond my lifetime. Um, yeah, and I yeah. think helping, I think connecting with others who are in need or uh, I think the community thing is for is a big kind of connection that we need to work on and then connection with the environment, certainly, but I think the community connection is a big area that we all need to work on and helping others who are in, underprivileged or uh, discriminated against or just need a helping hand. I mean, just even the elderly, like there's a whole pop, that whole population itself, we just wow. like kick to the curb and go, see you later. You're heading out the door anyways. What does it matter? And I've been talking about that for years to people like, hello, you have to wake up and these people, you're standing on their shoulders and you don't even know it. Um, so yeah, I mean, we could go on for days more, but I think uh, I think it is. My, my desire is for people to have more meaningful, start now, start creating more meaningful connections in the smallest of ways from smiling and, and sincerely to someone behind the mask and saying hello to someone you don't know to, genuinely reaching out to a friend and asking set up a call don't just text them just set up a call and talk to them to if you walk your dog and you know geez i know my neighbor who walks her dog she knows every dog in the entire evanston area along the lake you know she may not know the owner's names but by god she knows every one of those dogs and the and their owners and that connection itself is phenomenal. And even if you don't have a dog to walk, just say hello to somebody to find a way to give back, to be there for a loved one. You know, I mean, there's so many ways to create a meaningful connection, but to it does have to begin with yourself and you have to look at your intentions. You know, you don't you're not doing a connection to build your ego. You're doing a connection to build your heart and yeah. uh, to help the other person feel good, which will in turn help you feel good. And you don't, 
you know, and if, if you're in a shitty mood or you're sad or angry or whatever, the easiest way to get out of that space is to go make a connection with someone else. Just put your stuff aside for a moment and give to someone else in some way. It will make you feel better. It will help you get out of that space. So, yeah, I think um, getting out of, you know, your own bubble, mm -hmm. that's, that's sometimes hard to do, but but really, really important to do because sometimes you, or I think all the time, you learn something different about yourself or your perceptions or your assumptions that may be really wrong. Correct. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, thank you for having this banter with me on our bright, sunny, ultra chilly day. Early morning <laughs> Early day. Early morning day, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for being part of it. I'm very grateful and I appreciate it and I enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, and for those of you three people out there listening to my <laughs> conversations with friends, just kidding. I'm sure I think there's like 300 listening. I don't really know. I am grateful to have people who listen to this. I hope that uh, the information is helpful. I look forward to having the next conversation with another friend and uh, we'll see you around. We'll see you around next time. Hopefully it'll be a little warmer than minus three wind chill or whatever it is right now. <laughs> Thank you, Marlo. It was great. And, um, and hopefully it sparks, you know, a movement of conversations with friends. I hope so too. Yay. See you, everybody.